0: Did I break it? I broke it. I need it higher. So can, Steve, do I have permission to tell about the week? Okay. What are you going to say, no? (laughs) Because I'm still going to tell about the week. Okay. Um, We're on His his Kingdom is Advancing. And one of the, um, let me just get this out of the way. Kathy, thank you. Thank you for calling out the gold. I didn't come to church today feeling like gold. I came to church feeling a little tarnished and tired. had some personal extended family rude things said to me this morning. Um and i hate injustice and injustice happened and oh my god aren't you supposed to protect me i'm about to go up here and preach your word can't you protect me where i didn't have to read these text messages from my idiot family not not you steve <laughs> 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 or bob and Nita, not that family um, no, God, why couldn't you have, why couldn't you have saved me from that? And, um, I got here and I was just kind of mellow and Dawn Kelly came up and uh, came up next to me. She said, "Jody, I, uh, we prayed for you last Tuesday night. She said, I need to tell you what we prayed about. Um, and she started crying. I'm like, Oh, great. I just don't know how much more I can take and then get up here and go, Hey, everything's great. Um, she said, "Jody, God gave me a word for you, and if I, I, if Dawn, are you in here? No, so I can just make it up. Um, um, She said, she said, um, that this past year, she saw me walking, and I had leeches all over me. And as I was walking, I was focusing on the word of, the Lord. I was focusing on God's promises for my life. And each step I would take, another leech would be pulled off and it would be replaced with goodness. And that I got stronger and stronger and stronger as I was walking. And um, she said, until like my whole body was whole again. And it just was such a powerful picture to me of I, I feel sucked dry. You know, I feel like the world sometimes just takes punches and it takes punches on everyone i got and this world is not a respecter of persons i mean it it you got your stuff, and I got my stuff. I just happened to get the microphone and so um, can I get a Kleenex box there um, anyway so i I was coming in this morning and i'm i 'm going to tell you what I, I thought I was going to talk about, which um, that's it. Nope, just one. I'm going to be down here in a second. Uh, advancing his kingdom. That's where we are. That's where we've been. We've been talking about how powerful the supernatural is, and, and we've been going through what we believe and who we are and what we know and that his kingdom is advancing. See, there's many people, um, there's, there's a divide somewhat of, of people that believe that his kingdom um, will come when we're up in heaven that that's his kingdom and that we're going to go through some pretty rough days and it's going to be tribulation. And, and then at the very end we see his kingdom. And then there's uh, people like myself, the, the smart ones who believe that, um, (laughs) no, um, who believe that, that he's, we're gonna (laughs) that we're going, the Bible says he goes from glory to glory, And when I think about that, I think about God, um, visual, on a cloud, and he's going hopping and and happy and loving and going from glory to glory, and I get to be a part of that journey and glory to glory, and we're going to have rough times, and I'm going to have leeches all over. I hope not. That's horrible. But we're going to have leeches that suck us dry and take things, but guess what? It's just going to get better. It's not going to get worse. What's the worst thing that could happen to me? i die? I'm going to go be with Jesus. What's the worst thing that could happen to my family? Something horrible happens? They're going to be with Jesus. I'm walking this path going, what's the worst that could happen? Now, I'm not inviting that. I'm not out there with Satan going, bring it on. But I know this. My grandpa said, you never meet the devil when you're going his way. You never meet the devil when you're going his way. And I'm smacking him as I go just because I'm walking in direct opposition of what the enemy wants for my life. And I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with the words that you, you, you called out gold in my life today. And these 15 pages of sermon notes are the great stuff, and I might even go over it. But um, that is what Epicenter is all about. It's taking... Well, that's the church I want to be a part of. That's the church I want to wear a shirt that says Living Life on the Hedge, you know. That's the church that I wanna say, you know, you come here, you're broken, you're 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 hurting, or maybe you're you're got it all put together. It doesn't matter. God's got something for you, and I get to tell you about it. I get to listen, and I get to pull that gold out. And as much as I enjoy it um, receiving, I also enjoy giving. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my week, and then you'll see how this ties into what would have been my sermon. Um, We have a cat. We actually currently have two cats. Um, One of them is a 14-day kitten, 14-day Uh, old kitten that um, is about the size of my hand, and it's upstairs if anybody wants to take it. Um, You have to bottle feed it every four hours, and I thought I was done having kids. So anyway, we have a cat that um, we adopted when it was probably about three months old. It was central Minnesota. I was about to have our fourth baby, like days away from having our fourth baby. I was the director of a school, like I am here. And one of my teachers kept disappearing from her classroom, and I was getting upset because, you know, you have a job to watch children, and she would just disappear. And so I finally brought her into my office, and I said, Christina, if you leave your classroom one more time, I will fire you on the spot. And I said, why? What's so important that you leave your classroom? Well, it was Minnesota in the winter negative 20, and she had rescued a kitten from the dumpster, and she had to go out and break the the ice off the water so the kitten could have water. So I I said, bring me the cat, and she brought the cat in, and I gave it to Steve, and Steve's like, no, we're about to have a baby. I'm like, I know. Now the baby will have a kitten, and it'll be great, And, and so that's how we got the cat. We made the mistake of letting the kids name the cat, and so now the cat's name is Kitty, and It really is. And so we have loved the cat, but uh, this we've had it for 10 years now. Um, Sally's 10, so it's about a 10-year-old cat. And so there's a going joke in our family because Sydney is my 15-year-old. She has attached herself to this cat uh, or the cat, vice versa. And I think it's because we have moved twice in the past five years that the cat just needed uh, one place that was hers. So it Became Sydney's room, no big deal. Cat doesn't want to be held, doesn't really want much of nothing. Um, would like you to acknowledge her existence and then go away. So, this is Sydney's cat, and not too long ago I started the joke of, you know, that cat's going to die soon. I know it's really mean, but I just just thought it would be a funny joke to say, hey Sydney, you know that kitty could die at any minute, and. Mostly because she would burst into tears, and I just thought that was funny. Is that not the most horrible thing in the world? It's horrible. It is just simply maniacal. But I would use it like she would be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, we better go check on the cat. It could be dead. And I, just, I would just randomly shoot in the fact that the cat is going to die. Now, last Sunday during the service, Which we're not promoting, but it does happen. Steve sent a text message to his daughter about a news article where a cat lived 37 years. Okay? And it was this whole news article in 37. So in cat years, it was 116 or something like that. He sent this news article to Sydney, and Sydney was back. I was watching her face. He sent it to both of us, and she's like, uh-huh, yeah, right. And then I texted back, and I said, yeah, that's probably not going to be our cat. In fact, we should go home right now. And she burst into tears. I just have had a lot of fun with that. So I know you guys. Kathy's over there taking back everything she said about me. Jody, be, be elusive, please. Don't tell us this stuff. No, Annie, I'm, I'm a realist. I just, the cat's going to die. So, um, one day it will. I, I'm not lying. So, this week, um, this cat is an indoor-only cat. It doesn't have, uh, I keep saying front claws, but um, then it makes it look like it's a handicap. Handicap. But it's... Um, it doesn't. It's been declawed in the front, so it's always been an indoor cat. But if you leave the door open, the cat's curious. Like, hey, what would happen if I did go out? And we usually, you know, clap our hands and make loud noises. Like, you know, he, you know, hell happens outside. You know, we want to scare it so bad. So, um, we were sitting. I. We were, Tuesday night, we were sitting having family dinner, first time in a long time, family dinner, and I said, "Hey, where is Kitty?" we started to think. Have you seen Kitty? I have not seen Kitty. When's the last time we saw Kitty? Kitty's gone. Kitty must have died. Well, Kitty had gotten out. The door had been left open. The Kitty had gotten out. Now, if if you've been to our house, been to our yard, we have an acre and a half wooded backyard, okay? We have coyotes, um, probably snapping turtles. I don't know. We've got, we've got just tons of wildlife, and Kitty would not stand a chance. I mean, Kitty sees the fat squirrels, and Kitty could not run that fast. I mean, so we have kept her inside for a reason, and now she's gone. So we start, all of us start spreading out and calling for Kitty. And we're in the woods, and we're stomping through, probably scaring it deeper into the woods now that I think about it. Kitty! Um, you know, like she's in trouble. But then the realization hit me that Kitty could be dead, you know we all the time on our neighborhood forums, you know coyote siding in this woods and all that. Um, wow. what if Kitty were dead? my daughter's wow. well, at first, I tried to play it off like I was prophetic, like, yeah, look at that, I called it out, but then I realized it was evil, um, so I started to really think about it um, this This is devastating, this is a loss for my daughter that's it 's going to hurt. Like, this is one of those things that I can pin back the moment, the memory, of when my daughter realized her ba- her, her cat was gone. And so I, was, I started to hurt for her. And I was out walking in the woods, and I started to call out the promises of God. And I decided I wasn't going to plead and beg. I just, I don't think God wanted wants us to plead and beg like he's this daddy up in heaven who has everything. And we have to, um, like he's miserly and he, he has to divvy it up and all that. So I just started prayer walking the outside. If you know anything about me, I don't like being outside um, because, you know, coyotes. But um, I'm walking around the property and I'm, I'm telling God, What's going to happen? And I got that kind of relationship with him. God, I want my cat back right now. I want my cat to walk out of these woods and apologize. And I want, I want nothing wrong with this cat. I don't want it to have lost an eyeball. I mean, I was being very declarative. And uh, to, the, to the I don't want a hair on that cat's head hurt. I want my cat back right now. And I'm not even going to make you promises like I'll never say I hope the cat dies again. I'm not even going to do that because chances are I will. But I just started talking to my daddy like I would my daddy. Hey, daddy, I want my cat back right now. Now, Steve's got a part of this story. Would you like to share? Come on up. I'd like to invite this handsome daddy to come on up. Opposites attract.
1: Yes, <laughs> so actually this part involves Siobhan as well. Uh, Siobhan works at the school and uh, so we you know, she's making jokes and stuff, but it was really hard on the kids and the and the cat I really I mean Sydney's kind of taken it, but really it was my cat even before that. And so Kitty and I have this thing and and I was like some of you that know our story this last just a little over a year, uh, we lost our dog of 14 years. And then we had a little white dog back, I don't know how long, many months ago now, and that got hit by a car and that died. And you ever get to that point in your life where you're like, enough with the loss. I don't need any more loss in my life. And I really just felt like this righteous anger rising up in me to say, I don't want to lose any more things. I, I'm tired of loss. I'm tired of lack in some of these areas. I, so I just, again, like Jody, we began to declare over it. when the kids were praying, and we're declaring, and yet it goes on for like three days. And, you know, when something's missing, the longer it goes, it's harder to have hope that it's... So we're passing out flyers, we're driving the neighborhood, we're doing all the things that we're supposed to do. But in my spirit, I was like, come on, God, I want my cat back. I don't want to lose one more thing. And so... I come to work on Thursday, I think it was. I was at work here on Thursday. Siobhan was working, and she had a—well, let's just make this fun for everybody. Siobhan, come back up here, would you? (laughs) Come on, Siobhan. Siobhan didn't think she was coming to church to, to, to preach today. But can you just share that word you had with me that you gave to me? Do you remember the specifics? Okay.
2: I was coming, uh, I'm not used to standing in front of people. Um, well, I was coming in from break, and I went in my classroom and I sat down, and God began to talk to me about Pastor Steve and his family. And when I sat down, I saw angels. And so I went to him, he was at the front desk working with patients, and I said, Can I say something to you? God put something on my heart. And I said, Um, Pastor Steve, I said, um, God showed me that angels follow you, even when we in worship there's angels in this building. And I said, um, I said, don't be weary and well-doing." I said, you, "You be encouraged." And I said, um, I said, God is going to answer some prayers, things that He prayed last year, things that He prayed this year. And I said, "Well, I'm going to be in agreement with you." And so I went home and I got on my knees and I began to pray. And next thing I know, I looked on Facebook and he told me the cat returned. But I had commanded the angels at that time. I said, "God, bring the cat home now." And I, I went away. And I, next thing you know, he 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 put a he put a post on Facebook. The cat returned. So
1: I think... All right. Well, she kind of jumped the story there, We kind of see this where this is going. But after she said that, I go back to my office and I'm 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 just opening up my Bible and I start to get into the Word. And i and and uh, lately, God's really been highlighting Jeremiah thirty three three. I mentioned that a couple times here. It says, "Call to me, and I will tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know." Anybody have things you don't know in your life? So God gives us this promise: he "says Call to me, and I will tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know." So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you know, the whole "I want my cat back" thing. And I go to Jeremiah 33, and I kind of point my finger at it, and I said, "God." I'm calling to you. I don't know where my cat is. Tell me where the cat is, right? And as I'm doing that, as I'm declaring that in my spirit, in my mind, I see these angels that that uh, Siobhan has said are follow me around. I see two of them dart away from me like on a mission, and in my mind, I see them in the woods near our house, and I see the cat. And I see the cat kind of, you know, just stumbling around. And every time the cat would start to make a choice to go somewhere away from the house, an angel wing would go, and it would go out like this, and it would hurt. And so the cat would then go back this direction. And then on the other side, the cat would start to get off track, and the angel's wing would go, and it would kind of hurt. They were hurting the cat back home. In my spirit, I'm like, oh, they're bringing that cat home. So I tell the kids that night at supper... Uh, We had another supper together. Imagine that. (laughs) Pretty busy stuff going on. (laughs) But I told the kids everything that had just happened. A little bit later, Susie says to me, she goes, Daddy, I saw that picture. She says, it's in the woods. I didn't tell them it was in the woods by our house. Susie goes, Dad, I think I saw that too. It's in the woods right by our house. And I'm like, God speaks to kids too. This is awesome. So, we went and passed out some more flyers that night, blah, blah blah, we come back to the house. We're in the living room, and uh, the kids and I were the kids and I are in our, our uh, family uh, the living room upstairs. And some of you know, Sam, he's kind of a joker. And we're all just kind of doing our thing. Sam's over by the back deck door, and he goes, "Kitty!" And all the rest of us go, "Sam, that is not funny. Knock it off, you know." And he goes, "Kitty!" And he opens the door. And there's Kitty, <laughs> and it comes walking in, and uh, can you just imagine? It was like wow, the whole house just goes nuts. We're we're laughing, we're crying, you know. All like at one point, all of the, we were in the cat had come back into Sydney's room and was sitting there, the princess back on her throne, you know. <laughs> and we're just lifting our hands and worshiping God. And I'm telling you, the joy that I felt that night was overwhelming. I mean it's a cat. I mean, you know, it's a cat, but it's my cat. Bill Johnson has this phrase, he says, if it matters to us, it matters to him. Amen? That's a really good word for us, isn't it? Sometimes we think, well, I shouldn't ask God that you know do ask him. Because if it's important to you and it's on your heart, it matters to him. Amen? All right. You want it back?
0: Let's pray. Not doing it. Um, sam is Sam in here right now? Okay, good. I can talk about him. I will say this Sam came up on sam my Sam is um six foot three, four nine he 's uh, tall, but that kid has got the heart of a warrior. The kid has got the most beautiful, sweet, sensitive heart. And he is a jerk head most of the time, <laughs> but he 's psychotic, you know teenage hormones and all that. but that sweet jerk head is the most sweet, sensitive boy. I, some girl is going to be super lucky to be quizzed by me before she dates my son um, anyway sam Sam felt like the hero that day; he was so proud. And so I was working, I, after all the hubbub and the melee and the cat was like, "Would you guys get away? What, what's the big deal? I went on a bender for three days. Woo-hoo. Um, and we, everything was settling down. I was in my room working on my computer, and Sam comes and lays across my bed. He goes, Mom, he said, I've been praying for this cat. And he said, and I thought the enemy was messing with my mind. I looked at him, I said, what? He said, I thought, I thought, uh, there was a demon on the back porch. He said, "Sometimes I feel like I see demons." He said, "So I thought I, I thought I, there was a demon that walked by, and that the enemy was messing with my mind." And he said, "And I struck that down, and went and saw that it was actually Kitty." Now I'm telling you this to know that God's going to use every inch of everything for His glory going to use every bit of it for his glory. And he's using today. I just feel, I feel, I've came in, a couple of people are like, hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just mellow today. I feel such an intense weight of joy of the Lord on me right now that, like, I just want to rub it off on everybody, just take it, take it. The joy of the Lord is so intense right now. He is so pleased. He is so pleased with the things, the, the things that make us happy. The things that matter to us matter to him. The things that make us happy make him happy. Oh, when I think about glory to glory and, and you know, hopping from cloud and laughing and, and going, it's just going to get better, Jody. It's going to get better. Even in the lowest of days, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Even if everything's stripped away, even if it becomes a Job type um, a situation where everything's stripped away, guess what? Double portion back. He's still got me. He's still like a little kitten in the palm of the hand. He's still got me and he's still got that plan for me. So the kingdom is advancing. It's advancing in our lives, it's advancing in this church, it's advancing in Gurnee, and the joy of watching it advance is worth it all. It is worth it all. So, I'll tell you really quick what I was going to preach about, (laughs) Um, and maybe this just is a beautiful way to um, end. Um, The Lord's been speaking to my heart about um, the milk and the meat of the Bible, some people can take big chunks of the Bible, the meat of it, and chew away. And some people are still on the milk. It's like we have this little kitten that we have to bottle feed. Um, she can't, he, can't, um, he can't take meat right now. He can't. His body's not ready for that. He can only take his formula. But our other cat takes meat. Does that make sense? So as Christians, as people that are walking in the faith, we've got some of us that can chew out, chew off the meat. My husband is one that pay attention, Steve, I'm talking about you. OK, no, my husband is one. when I first met him, um, he had he always carried in the back of his car a box of trivial pursuit questions. You remember this? And when we would travel. He'd go quiz me because he knew every random fact. He could win at Trivial Pursuit. I just liked the—I liked seeing how smart he was. He knew he—he he literally knows everything. If you quit, ask a question. When's my anniversary? Oh, okay. Um, he knows everything. He knows history. He knows German subs, and um, he knows how to. You know he he can just, he's so impressive with his knowledge. And um, it's just one of the things I loved about him is I could always ask him a Bible question, a, a, a a biblical background. I did go to seminary. I did take, I went to a Christian college. I took all these things, but I would rather sit at his feet literally and ask him questions than to go. He's like, why don't you just Google it? I'm like, why don't I just Google you, you know? <laughs> Steve, tell me about this. But um, what I wanted to talk about was the, the milk of the Bible, the 101, the basics. And so I could do that, but I'm not going to. But what I am going to do is give you the overall picture the Word of God. Whether it's you know, I've got three different devices up here that have the Bible on it. I've got my my Bible that's been marked up and highlighted, and I've got my computer Bible and my phone, my mobile, and all that. But the number one thing that I, I think God wants you to hear is that He's all about redemption. His Word is all about redemption. How many times in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, that He says? I'll save you. I got a plan. He's all about redemption in our lives. He's all about redemption. We gave you testimony of that, and everything that um, everything that we live and breathe is about His redemptive purposes. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> okay, that's not it. <laughs>
3: so I have, a, I have a friend with me today his name is Marquis he happens to be my um, FedEx man I got my own FedEx man but Marquis said can I tell him my testimony so I'm going to actually pass this off to Marquis
4: How's it going, everybody? I'm more than likely probably going to cry about telling you guys this. Um, I want to say in uh, 2010, 2011, I had, uh, I had been jumping from job to job trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life. And uh, I started, started writing, you know, like just writing, writing pretty much how I felt. And then that turned into me just writing lyrics and everything like that. And then I started rapping. And then I met a, a chick at my uh, nursing home where I was working named Centoria. And Centoria was, she was going to church, but she always told me, you know, she's like, it, it's on my heart for me, me to get you back into church. There's something that God wants you to do. And she told me, she was like, you're going to be somebody one day. So I, I got back into church um, I got saved. I, I was doing good i was I was doing real good. I felt real good about myself, and then I got sucked back into the world, doing drugs, drinking, you know being you know affording with different women and stuff like that and i 've been trying to get myself back together for years and years and years, man, every single time, man every time I get myself good. I fought back into the world. And I can't stand it. But, you know, for the last, like, you know, like, two months, two or three months, you know, I've been, like, sober. You know, I don't smoke no more. I don't drink anymore. (laughs) And it's... It's just... It's crazy, man, like... Everybody that I know is like, hey, what's wrong with you, man? Why don't you want to smoke? Why don't you want to drink? Even yesterday, man, I had, like, my uncle is, you know, he says he's religious. He always preaches the word to me. But you can't preach the word to me while you got a blunt in your hand and while you sitting there drinking. You can't do that. You can't. Oh, there's something wrong with you, man. This is This is natural. No, it's not. It's not. But I like this. I like this feeling. I, I love how I feel right now. I feel pure. I feel natural. You know, I, I I love this. I don't know what guy's playing this for me. I I love, like I said, I love writing. I love rapping. But, you know, there's there's some stuff with that that, you know, I, I just got to make sure that I keep my soul. Because I see a lot of people go into the industry and they end up giving their soul up. And I don't want to be that type of guy. But I thank God. I thank you for bringing me here today, and I thank you for helping me stay clean, keep me that way.
3: So let me tell you what happened this week. So he is actually not my normal FedEx man, but my normal FedEx man is actually on vacation. So Marquise comes in on Monday, and we were just talking. And he was telling me about what had happened with his mom. And so I actually, as I began to speak to him, God started prophetically speaking to me, and I I began to speak to him. And I told him about his back. And um, so Tuesday, he comes in, and he said to me, he said, how did you know about my back? And I said, well, the same way I knew about your mom. And so I said, matter of fact, you have a leg shorter And it's your left leg. So if you would appease me, would you sit down? Did I not? It was two and a half, two to three quarter inch shorter. And so then I actually began to speak to him about his wife. And um, I'm not even going to say what he said on Friday because it literally, I, I went home in tears because there's a lot of us out there and they're called Christians. We walk just like him. This is a young brother that's coming up, that's got so much talent and worth. And um, you just met your new family.
1: Awesome. Hey, uh, let's do this. Uh, Let's have some of the men. I want some of the men to come on up here. We're just going to bless our new friend here. Now I get to say Marquise, right? (laughs) Awesome. Why don't you come on over here, buddy? We're just going to, everybody just reach your hand out. Let's just bless them. And uh, we're just going to speak uh, words of pro- prophecy over you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes, God. Holy Spirit, come and fill your, your son right now. Thank you, God.
4: Perfect for my brother. God, though we don't know, he doesn't know. God, you know. And God, you have him in the palm of your hands. Your strong arm is holding him. God, you pick him up. Every single time you help dust them off. Bless him, Father. Thank you, God.
1: Hallelujah. Father, I just see uh, I just see uh, the words new frontier over you. And you've had a time of falling down and getting back and falling down and getting back. But God would say to you today that it is the day's of falling down and getting back are done, and the days of moving forward are at hand. You're going to move into a new frontier. I see the word trailblazer. Like you're going to move into territory and parts of life that that are going to be different than anything you've ever experienced before. And with the bravery and the courage of like a Lewis and Clark as they blazed out into unknown territory, Father, there's new frontier for Marquise. Father, I thank you that you are going to guide him. That and even as, like, Sacagawea helped Lewis and Clark God go through the, the new territory. Holy Spirit, you're going to guide and lead him into this new land. And it's, it's going to be new, but it's going to feel familiar because you are there, Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, I just speak life over Marquise right now. Father, we bless this, this man of God. On this Father's Day, Father, we bless this man. We bless him and his family. We bless him and every part of his relationships, God. It is going to be new. Your mercies are new every morning, no longer falling down and going back, but, Father, moving ahead in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Let's stand. Everybody. (laughs) Well, that was different, wasn't it? (laughs) Jody literally threw 14 pages of notes on the floor. <laughs> but you know what? It's interesting, isn't it? Like the Holy Spirit knows what he's doing. And even if we plan for something and it doesn't work out exactly that way, how many of you know it was still good to go through the planning process and God wanted to give something and who knows? But most importantly, aren't we glad that we're just sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is doing? Amen. And we're not going to put our agenda before his agenda. Amen. So just put your hand on the person next to you. You can hold their hand or behind them. And here's what I want us to do. Just bless right now. Just let words of blessing come out. Hallelujah. So, Father, we bless our neighbors right now. We bless our friends. We bless our spouses, God. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, God, in relationships and in families. Father, right now we speak hope and life. And even if it looks like something bad is happening or on the horizon, Father, we know that you are good and you're going to walk us through that. And we're going to see angels. We're going to have prophetic words we're going to have hope we're going to have love father i speak that over each and every one of us this week and the ones that we're holding hands with god let your blessing just flow to them in jesus name amen now hug them or high five them or whatever you want to do amen hallelujah all right hey one last thing no men's bible study on tuesday night no men's bible study on tuesday night we're taking a break this week But all the other Bible studies and prayer meetings are on. God bless you. Have a great week. In Jesus' name.